right, team. Before we get started, I want to have a little interactive intro. Raise your hand if you have ever considered calling a partner daddy or mommy in bed. If you're in public, just mentally raise it. Okay, now, keep it raised if you've ever actually done it. Whether it's daddy or zaddy or just Pedro Pascal, daddy culture, if you will, has been more and more mainstream in the last several years um, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. But outside of the colloquial social media usage of the world, what does daddy really even mean? What's the history? Is it a lifestyle? Can I be a daddy? Let's get into it. At a baseline, when we use the term daddy in a sexual context, we're thinking of a power dynamic that includes the presence of an authoritative or dominant, caretaking or protective figure. Stereotypically, a daddy is older, slightly older man, and a mommy is is a potentially older woman. Um, But age can be absolutely flexible and Gender diverse individuals can be daddies or mommies or whatever version of that they'd like. Let's keep in mind that exploration has no gender and the language we use to explore does not need to either. Using the term daddy is also common within the gay community and there are queer renditions of a daddy dom and a subdynamic, which I will touch on. Given the obvious context of the word daddy, in that it is first and foremost a familial term, the history of its sexual or non-familial use is less linear. According to Random House Historical Dictionary of American Slang, the earliest cited use is in 1681 by prostitutes referring to pimps and older customers. It's my impression that the term became more widely accepted alongside a growing popularity of sugar daddies and sugar babies, notably in the 1990s and 2000s. In a sugar daddy, sugar baby dynamic, there may not be a requisite of sex, but there is a distinct power dynamic and often an element of age play. A rich older man compensates his younger, often female companion for their companionship. Though yes, anyone can call their partner daddy in and out of the bedroom, today we are specifically going to discuss DDLG. DDLG is an acronym that stands for Daddy Dom and Little Girl. Now, before I even get really started, I want to say that I am a sex educator and a sex podcaster, so in this context, I am speaking of DDLG within the realm of a set sexual practice. Um, I will I will touch briefly on some of the non-sexual elements of this dynamic shortly. And there are people who engage in DDLG relationships that are completely non-sexual. I do not want to draw any assumptions from my listeners and negate anyone's experience, but I will be primarily using the lens of kind of a sexually inclined facet of DDLG. Okay, so what the fuck is it, right? DDLG is a niche within the BDSM community that describes a specific flavor of power dynamic. Comparable to a master-slave dynamic, for example, DDLG refers to the relationship 
between, again, sort of an authoritative caretaker and an adult submissive who takes on childlike qualities. It is so, so, so important to clarify here that this does not involve minors and is not in any way a community surrounding a notion of taking advantage of of children or or anyone under the age of 18 um like anything else that i've talked about that is niche um particularly within the bdsm realm there is pre-negotiation and wholehearted consent there are a number of different shapes that this can take uh, I found a list of, of different acronyms for DDLG style, um, if you will, dynamics, and I will go ahead and just list them out here. MDLG, mommy dom little girl. MDLB, mommy dom little boy. DDLB, daddy dom little boy. TDLB, trans daddy little boy. TDLG, trans daddy little girl. TMLG, trans mommy little girl, TMLB, trans mommy little boy, CGL is the generic term for any caregiver and little relationship. I will use DDLG throughout the course of this episode, but CGL would be an acceptable sort of umbrella term for DDLG. There are different types of daddy doms. As I mentioned, this is a nuanced take on a dominant or master Daddy doms or DDs are taking on the role of a parental style caring figure. That's not to say other dom sub relationships don't have a dynamic of care or affection, but this has the added element of creating sort of parental esque rules, rewards, and discipline for someone who is relinquishing their control to their dominant in a particularly childlike way. Doms can be very stern. They create expectations for their little and hold them strictly to those expectations. Others, um, you know, may have more of a softness or a nurturing about them. The little is embracing their inner child or perhaps have always felt younger than their peers. They can behave as though they are really any age, but I've read that subs who behave as if they're teenagers more so than younger are deemed middles instead of littles. Um, But all of this is fluid, right? I think you can use whatever term resonates with you. More than anything, the littles need and want to be cared for and protected by their daddy. Like with submissives in other BDSM communities, littles can also be bratty. So even if you have a very strict or stern daddy, they might be paired with kind of a bratty little, and that's part of their dynamic. And just for those of you who aren't familiar with the term brat or bratty, it tends to be a submissive that um, sort of resists playfully the rules set and sort of uh, complains about them and... um, that can be kind of a fun component of a BDSM relationship. At this point, um, I want to discuss the difference between age regression and age play. Age regression is the reversal to one's younger self to any degree. It is in many ways um, a coping mechanism, right? Sometimes this happens involuntarily as a response to untreated trauma, But it can also be voluntary and it can happen sort of at any point in someone's life. 
Either way, it is established um, in research really to be kind of therapeutic. Um, Age regression can include baby talk or even being nonverbal, not talking, whining, thumb sucking, relying on others for basic needs, throwing temper tantrums, using dolls or toys or plushies for comfort, um, an actual or kind of feigned lack of understanding, and so on. Age play, on the other hand, is um, a dynamic that includes either a real or role-played age discrepancy. You are all potentially familiar with the term subspace. It comes up when I talk um, about BDSM on the podcast, and I've definitely posted about it um, on, on social as well. Comparable to subspace, uh, Little's experience, what we call little space, um, which is essentially the feeling of slipping back into an earlier age. So if someone is in their childlike state, if they're in the mood to be in that childlike state, that's all little space. So with that in mind, what are some examples of a DDLG scenario? A daddy or mommy or carer may create rules to protect or care for the little, such as having them brush their teeth or take their medicine at a certain time every day, reminding them to say please and thank you and have general manners, limiting the amount of junk food they eat, setting a curfew or bedtime, so on. Um, They may care for them physically, like helping them bathe or brushing their hair, Uh, discipline um, the little, so... um, If the little breaks the rules, they may, you know, physically punish them if impact play is part of their set dynamic. Uh, They may take away their toys, things like that. Uh, In turn, a little may create gifts for their carer, um, such as craft or draw. Um, They may or may not dress in a childlike way or even use, um, you know, something characteristic of a younger child like a pacifier or a sippy cup. Um, They may or may not wear a collar. So there are littles that identify as collared. There are also submissives and non-DDLG relationships that um, can identify as collared, which means they wear something um, around their neck as an ongoing reminder that they belong to their carer. And obviously this can have some ties to pet play. Uh, Within the DDLG space, there is a niche called ABDL or adult baby slash diaper lovers. And there are littles who wear onesies uh, and or diapers and even enjoy their carer changing their diaper. Um, I'd say in this case, like CGL is the biggest umbrella and DDLG is kind of within that. And then ABDL can be within a DDLG niche. All of us can take many shapes or forms and is fluid a carer and little can negotiate and explore what this looks like together these dynamics um assuming that they are sexual can be vanilla to kinky to hardcore to an extent it can be more accessible than other bdsm niches and i'm not talking about like any mental block that may come with kind of the controversial nature of the language in this particular community but like you don't need gear for DDLG, right? You don't need to go out and buy leather or accessories or toys. Um, those things will come in hand um, with more kinkier, hardcore dynamics, right? Um, or if there's overlap with other fetishes like leather. But you can also just wear what you have in your wardrobe if they feel right um, 
and fitting right for you and your dynamic so in that way it's it's like financially accessible i guess i would say um there are a lot of things that make ddlg fitting and appealing uh to those involved in, in the space and the lifestyle um on paper it I think might feel patriarchal or misogynistic for a male sex partner to take this um, authoritative role, particularly with a younger woman or queer person um, or trans person. But it seems that researchers in the space um, have concluded that participants feel it is in fact a subversion, um, kind of a reclamation of the traditional biologically driven nature of fatherhood and patriarchy right deeming a relationship to be what you want it to be and what you have control over as opposed to systemic patriarchy which you are being oppressed by right bdsm is about agency whether your individual agency reflects a desire to take and maintain control or relinquish it I'd say DDLG is no different. It simply takes a really specific and obviously often controversial form. I think the controversy comes from the linguistic implication of a father-child sexual relationship, but that is not what this is, right? Gratification comes from being either a nurturing care figure or a strict one and from surrendering to the inner child. When you boil it down to the basic needs being met in this set dynamic, it doesn't sound or feel all that foreign to me at all. I think we all deserve the ability to define what our autonomy and power and rights look like. And this is just another consensual, pre-negotiated way of looking at that. If you are considering exploring DDLG, or a version of it, uh, I encourage you to visit my Instagram and review the BDSM philosophies I've shared. Um, not trying to do a shameless plug, just that that's an immediate place where you can source all of them, and then I would do additional research from there. Any power dynamic, sexual or otherwise, needs to be explored from a fully informed, aware, and wholeheartedly consensual place, right? Um, the kind of one of the main... BDSM acronyms that comes to mind is SSC, right? Sane, safe, consensual. Uh, for those of you who raised your hand at the start, I got to say, calling someone daddy is fun. But if you ask me, there's nothing quite like being called a good girl. All right. <laughs> I'll catch you guys next time.